Vint is the first fully transparent wine investment platform genuinely accessible to everyone. For less than $100, you can own SEC-qualified shares of the best wines in the world. The Vint Wine Investment Podcast offers up-to-date information on the world of wine and investing, as well as current perspectives on our collections and the wine markets in general. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Vint Wine Investment Podcast. As always, my name is Billy Galenko, and I'm the head of wine here at Vint, and I'm here to bring you the latest updates from the wine side of the company. Um, We have a little bit of interesting, exciting wine news coming out, and then um, we're going to dive into our upcoming collection, uh, the Rhone Valley Collection, which is very exciting. We have a couple additional announcements around the education partners we're going to be working with for this collection and um, the Zoom that everybody will have, our educational Zoom that will give you some insight into the Rhone Valley and one of the key producers in the collection. Uh, let's let's kick off today, though, with some industry news. Uh, there's a, f- a few things that are going on. You know, the wine industry always has a lot of tidbits. So I, I picked out my the three most interesting for me to you guys today. The first is the wine industry, fine wine overall continues to be very perform very well the overall market so the, the main tidbit is the livex uh, december report came out and in that report they kind of give you uh, general performance numbers of the main indices that they track on the platform and the fine wine 1000 was up 2.4 percent month over month october to november um, that's one of the the better months it's had recently um, and uh, it's exciting it's just showing this continued momentum uh, across the whole category. Uh, the second interesting tidbit is the wine advocate. Um, you know, Robert Parker's wine advocate, everybody looks to them as kind of a, a benchmark in terms of scoring. Um, but many people don't know is, is Robert Parker had has stopped reviewing wines himself um, many years ago. Um, he, he slowly phased out and then he eventually stopped altogether um, more than a I want to say more than five years ago. We can double check me on that one. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Lisa Peretti Brown uh, has been basically the person giving the biggest scores for the biggest region regions. And by biggest scores, I mean the most important scores uh, for the most important regions. Um, but she has recently stepped down from the wine advocate. So when you've been seeing some of these Bordeaux scores and some of these other scores for the past um, recent vintages, you know, some of the, the features that we've referenced. Um, I think some of the other the recent vintages, basically, of Bordeaux that you've been seeing from Wine Advocate, they've been from uh, Lisa Peretti-Brown. And now that she's leaving Wine Advocate, um, we have a new editor-in-chief there, which is Joe Sharwinski. Um, and then the deputy editor will be William Kelly. William Kelly will be overseeing the Bordeaux reviews. Um, Sherwinski will be working with Napa and some of the other regions that he's been kind of heading up um, previously. Um, why this matters? I mean, there there are two reasons. Um, you know, reviewers they they are ob- as objective as possible, but sometimes personal preference leads in. Everybody always said Robert Parker had a preference um, for big, you know, bold reds, which is why those became popular, and he gave all those all the one hundred point scores. Um, you know, so there might always be a, a little shift in, in how these people review. Of course, they say, you know, there's, you know, they're going to be objective and objective as possible, but, um, it's just an interesting thing to note and we'll, we'll keep track of it as, as we move forward. The last piece of news that I want to touch on is LiveX recently came out with an article highlighting Fidjiak. 
Um, you guys may remember Fidjiak from our Saint-Emilion collection back in July. Um, the article is basically focusing on Fidjiak's great performance in 2021. It's, it's been a banner year for them. Many of their vintages um, have had strong performance across the category. Um, They're up as a whole brand in double digits this year. And recently, the LiveX Power 100 brands list came out, um, which this basically takes into volume of sales, value of total sales, um, a number of different scoring components to kind of rank brand power of wines throughout the world. And Fidjiak was actually the number three ranked wine in this review, um, only behind Lafitte and Mouton Rothschild. Uh, so that's that's pretty good company if you're the, the number three kind of strongest brand um, in Bordeaux behind just those two guys. Um, another interesting piece of information from that article was that uh, the 2015 vintage of Fidjiak, which is featured in our collection, is now up 56% since release. Um, and it's been reaching some all-time high prices um, during 2021 and um that's just exciting news. Um, you know, we take time to source these collections for you guys, and um, we're always happy to report on updates as as we're going on, and we'll, we'll continue to try to give you guys, um, investors in past collections, updates on performance of the wines in each of those collections and how they're doing today as they, as they come up in the news and market reports in general. So moving on here, let's move from past collections to future collections. Um we are excited. You know, we've announced the Rhone collection last week. Uh, this is a region that's always been kind of near and dear to my heart. I've always thought it's just really fascinating, the wild Syrah that comes from this area. Uh, so let's go over the wines that are going to be featured in this collection. Um, what we're going to be focusing on for this collection will be red wines of the Rhone coming from the north and south part of the Rhone Valley. Uh, the northern part of the valley, as many people may know, focuses on mainly on Syrah. So the wines that we have coming out of there are from Gigal. They're technically called the Lalas as a group. Uh, that's kind of the the pet name a lot of the people in the industry have given them because each of the, the vineyards, they're single vineyard wines from Gigal that all start with the La. So these are all single vineyard wines um, from Gigal's holdings. So we'll start with Gigal's La Turk. We have 2010 and 2015 vintages. Uh, we have Gigal's La Landon. We have the 2010 and 2016 vintages. And we have Gigal's La Moline, 2010 and 2015 vintages. Uh, all of these vineyards are in Cote Roti. They come from different parts of Cote Roti. Cote Roti is kind of broken into the Cote Blanc and the Cote Brune, um, which we'll get into a little more in our education sessions. But these wines... Um, we're the first single vineyard wines from the region, and it's it's really exciting to be able to offer them to you guys. Um, you know they're highly sought after by many collectors, um, especially the 2010 vintage, which each of the wines, um, all three vineyards, basically produced 100 point wines in that year. So we're really excited to be able to offer you guys all of those in one kind of cohesive package here. Keeping in the Northern Rhone, the next wines we have in the collection are. Uh, Jabolet, uh, we have a La Chapelle from Hermitage, um, which is, Hermitage is probably the most famous, you know, region in the Northern Rhone, sub-Appalachian. Um, it's this giant hill that 
faces south. Um, it's at a turn of the Rhone Valley or on the Rhone River. Sorry. Uh, the river actually runs north south, but for whatever reason, at um, one point, it basically takes a hard left turn and goes east for just a little ways. And along this bend in the river, the hill of Hermitage uh, sits and it faces due south, which is important in this area just because it's a little further north. It's cooler, so it needs all that extra sunlight that it can get. Uh, so this is a really special, special area, a special hill. Um, and some of the best wines in the world are produced on this hill. And again, the red wine or the red grape that's you know used to make these wines is Syrah. So we have Jaboulet's Hermitage La Chapelle 2015. And then we also have Chapoutier's Hermitage La Hermite uh, 2019. Both of these wines are crafted beautifully. Um, they've gotten great reviews and it's just really no Rhone collection would be really complete without some Hermitage. And then the next two wines we have move us down to the southern Rhone. Down here, we move away from the land of Syrah being the king grape and move into Chateauneuf de Pape, which is uh, the most famous area down in the southern Rhone area. Um, it's named Chateauneuf de Pape, which means new house of the Pope. This is named as such because there was a schism in the Roman Catholic Church, and at a time there were popes or bishops basically claiming to be pope both in Avignon, which is in the south of France, right near where Chateauneuf de Pape is now, um, and in Rome. So that name kind of stuck, and throughout time, it's just been called Chateauneuf de Pape. Um, it's a really interesting area. It's a warmer area. It's known for its galley stones, uh, which are basically these big round stones, also called pudding stones, um, that basically make it almost look like a moon or Martian scape at some points um, in this wine growing region. So it, it's very exciting. It's very hot, um, very different than the Northern Rhone. Um, and that even is in re reflected by the grapes that are grown there as well. Um, Chateauneuf de Pop allows 13 different varietals to be included in their blend, um, as opposed to Corotie, where um, it's really Syrah is a prominent red grape, and they're allowed to co-ferment with a little bit of Viognier. So as you can imagine, the, the wines are very different, but they're both you know amazing and very complex and deeply high quality. So the two wines that we have in our collection from Chateauneuf de Pape are Chateau de Beaucastel, Hommage de Jacques Perrin. Um, it's a really exciting wine, Chateau de Beaucastel. Castel is from the northern part of Chateauneuf de Pop, so it's a little cooler than some of the other areas in Chateauneuf. That said, it's still relatively warm compared to, say, the northern Rhone. And the second wine we feature in this collection from Chateauneuf de Pop is Pagao de Capo. Um, both of these wines are spectacular expressions. The Pagao comes from 2016. Uh, the Castel comes from 2017. Um, both were very strong vintages and um, again, we're highly, highly excited to be able to kind of source these wines and add them to really round out our collection. So this collection really runs you from north to the south, all the way up in Cote Roti, through Hermitage, and down to Chateauneuf de Pop. But that alone, just telling you these things, I know it's very high level. So what we always like to do is have our deeper education sessions. And I'm excited to announce that for this education session, we've connected with Ventus, who is the exclusive importer of Gigal in the United States. And we will be working with um, Patrick Will, who is basically the in-house Rhone expert at Ventus. He actually created a company that was the exclusive importer 
of Gigal um, starting in 2008. Um, and then that company was acquired by Ventus. So basically, Patrick Will is probably one of the Americans that are closest to the Gagal family. Um, he's been inducted into the Brotherhood of Chateauneuf de Pop, which is kind of an honorary society around um, people doing great things in wine in the region. Uh, he was a person of the year at the Hospice du Rhone in 2011. And the Hospice du Rhone is basically a time when people from all over the world who enjoy or work with Rhone varietals get together in Paso Robles, um, which is in California, surprisingly enough. Um, but it was founded by a group of guys who call themselves the Rhone Rangers, who are basically trying to raise awareness of the high quality of Rhone varietal grapes like Syrah and Grenache, um, and basically raise awareness. So this is one of the you know foremost experts in Rhone wines kind of in the United States, and he's certainly one of the foremost experts in Gigal's wines after working so closely with the family for so many years. So, so as we do with every collection, we'll be having an educational Zoom where I will interview him. Patrick will be sharing a lot of background on the family, some history, some inside information on their winemaking approaches, the vineyard management, um, and really giving you a behind-the-scenes look of what goes into making Gigal special and what goes into making the Lala special in general. So we're really excited to have him. Um, we're finalizing the details of that date and time, and we will email it out to our mailing list as soon as possible. And um, we'll be looking to potentially partner with them even further. Um, and we might have other surprises uh, coming down the line due to our partnership with Ventus. So um, we're excited to have this Rhone collection go live on Wednesday, December 15th. And um, I hope you guys are as excited as we are. And that is where I will leave you for this week. Uh, have a great week, and we look forward to everybody investing in the collection, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Cheers. Hey, everybody. The um, topic that I'm going to touch on today is an interesting um, new market segment that we are looking at. So um, when you think about our customer segments right now. I like to break them down into two. Um, there's two ends of the spectrum with a lot of investors in the middle. Um, on the, the top end, we have the um, research-driven, detail-oriented, um, passionate, uh, high net worth individual who's been investing with us. There's um, generally a connection to wine there. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, we have um, the the millennial micro investor. Um, this person really likes the accessibility, the educational aspect of Vint, and um, the the low barriers to entry. Um, one of our goals has been to make this asset class available to to everybody, um, and. There's a third segment that we're we're starting to explore, um, and it is the the institutional channels. Um, so <clears throat> I I don't think the the plan is to go into Morgan Stanley and um, pitch them that their financial advisors should be um, pushing Vint. I think uh, that that process is is slow, but there there is the independent IRA. Um, RIA market. Um, 
And I guess a third segment, uh, as I misspoke, there would be the um, IRA, working with Alto IRA. You could um, say that's a, a third customer segment that's been really, really strong for us. Um, so um, the RIA market is is really interesting, um, especially on the, the independent side. Um, I interned at one in college. Uh, it was about a five-person firm. They managed about 250 million. Um, you have a lot of these, um, independent firms who, um, say work with a Schwab as their, um, custodian, but do have, um, discretion over the assets that they manage. So my plan is to use the, um, the Richmond network to, to our advantage and start having conversations here. Um, generally capital enrichment is, is risk off, but, um, Maybe we can, I, I feel that I can get a lot of meetings in Richmond and, and start to learn, do um, more and more customer discovery. Um, we have um, we have been going through diligence with a, another firm, but um, yeah, I think the, the first step here is doing um, discovery with 10 to 20 um RIAs and then seeing where, where we can go from there. So, um, if any of you all have, um, connections, I think one way that this could work is, um, if you've been a Vint investor, uh, on, on the platform and have a financial advisor that you work with, talk with them, um, get some of their thoughts. And maybe if there's, there's any interest, um, you could, you could connect us with them just to have a conversation. Um, Other than that, um, thank you all for the support, and we'll be back next week. For questions, comments, or feedback on the Vint Wine Investment Podcast, please email us at support at vint.co. To check out our current offerings and to sign up for the Vint platform, find us at www.vint.co. That's www.vint.co. Vint and VV Markets are offering securities pursuant to Regulation A. Our offering circular as amended can be found on the SEC website. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments such as those on the Vint platform are speculative and involve substantial risk to consider before investing. We may provide communication that may contain certain forward-looking statements that are subject to various risks and uncertainties. Information provided in any communications is not legal, business, or tax advice. All prospective investors should consult a legal, tax, or business advisor concerning the subject matter of any communications and any offering.